Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi guys, I'm Tana. Welcome to yet another episode of EuroTalk. I will be bringing you what I deem the most interesting action from all around Europe analyzing summarizing talking about the major talking points and of course the most entertaining way because this is the best football podcast uh, i think we've already established that i don't know why i just said it again but it sounds good when i say to be honest to be very honest i do love hearing my voice i will start with of course uh, what we what we deem to be the biggest game in world football i don't know if some of you still deem it so because i've seen a lot of takes saying like of course since messi and ronaldo left the hype blah 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 but you know what i am talking about i am talking about the l Classical Barcelona, of course, lost 3-1 away at the Santiago Bernabeu. But Barcelona weren't awful. Far from it even. They created the same number of big chances on Madrid and had way more attempts. But the result was never in doubt for Madrid, to be honest, with the way they played in transition, especially Tony Cruz. My oh my. No words. For that first goal, the, the strength, the strength to hold Busquets off, then slide in Vinny whose shot was rebounded home by Karim Benzema, who finally ends his drought of, I don't know how many games, but he wasn't on his best goal-scoring form, hasn't started the season the way he went on last season. And as I said earlier, Barcelona weren't horrible. Straight after that, Rafinha sent a low cross to the back post, uh, which Lewandowski couldn't put behind. It was a massive chance. I don't know, I haven't seen the replay, if I'm being very honest, uh, but in real time, I wasn't quite sure if it looked quite offside or something, but that was a massive Massive chance and Lewandowski should have scored there, you know. Uh, Madrid's second goal was a thing of beauty. I cannot lie. The play, it looked for a moment there like Vinicius had uh, held onto the ball for a bit too long. But that wasn't the case, you know. Back it into space, uh, Chouameni then played it to Mendy who caught it back to Fede Valverde who let fly. Fede Valverde absolutely let fly on the ground but it was just now you see why almost all <laughs> like Real Madrid one club that all their training videos they release are just of them shooting shoot man you know shoot you know and now you can see that the shooting practice is very valid for the Valverde absolutely hit the spot he wanted to hit and Madrid were up to nil in no time 
Barcelona actually kept creating situations. And uh, Madrid, if you, I, I remember, uh, Cedric Roberto's cross into, uh, into Dembele, uh, who's crossed into Sergi. I think Pedri's cross into Sergi Roberto, then Ansu Fati. Benzema, of course, got another goal, but was was just just offside. That would have been a very fantastic goal. Vinicius switched the play to him. He caught in on his weak foot into the corner. That would have been such a lovely goal to score on such a big occasion. And uh, Barcelona pulled one back. Ansu Fati. Now, before I narrate how the goal was, I feel like I want to hear what Barcelona fans have to say. A lot of people, of course, I'm active on social media, as you know, like, and I follow like all these interactions, like. The, the the discussion of who should start, who should play is a massive one uh, in the Barcelona circle right now, to be honest. Uh, because, I mean, when you assemble the Avengers, there's like superstars everywhere, there's talented players everywhere. And it's a big debate. But, of course, after what Ansu Fati did yesterday, his little come here yesterday, I feel like he's made a very strong case for himself. He beat two people, sent the ball into Lewandowski, who tried to flick it in, but Koro and he fell to Ferran at the far post, who had an easy, easy tap in 2-1. But that didn't last for long. Real Madrid went 3-1 up. Rodrigo was brought down in the box by Eric Garcia, I think. Referee let play go on, of course, but uh, was called back to bar. He checked it, gave a penalty. Real Madrid 3-1 winners. All in all, I feel it was deserved. Uh, uh, maybe a 2-1 would have been a better reflection of the game, in my opinion. But still, like I feel like Madrid, Madrid had a game plan and it was executed to perfection. But Sina could have done better in certain moments. Now the predicament for for Xavi is he's got. <laughs> he's got Dembele he's got Rafinha now it almost looks like because he or the club or whatever don't want to feel like they've wasted money getting players who are very 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 top quality on the right side and if players who if they are bent to seem like you know you're wasting their talent you're wasting their the potential, the the potential, the ability they can add to your team, the quality, right? You have both very quality players. Then you're just trying to put both of them in at the same time, you know. Putting Dembele on the left is he, he can play there, which he has been doing, but you cannot remotely compare his effectiveness, the quality he brings as when he's on the right side. And same as Rafinha earlier in the season as well, a couple times Rafinha played on the left just to accommodate Dembele on the right. I think it's high time for Xavi. To actually play like an Ansu or somebody who actually is even about being right-footed, but who actually can play that role better in terms of being a specialist. There, you know, in term, instead of just trying to accommodate your second best player on the right or your best player on the right or on the left, you know, just make up your mind, bro. And just it's what it is, you know. And it's healthy competition at the end of the day. So if you have both um, Dembele and Rafinha uh, fighting for one spot, I mean that is not a bad. That's not a bad position for a coach to be in, is it? You know, it's extremely exciting if I were a coach. You know, that's absolute top quality uh, players fighting for one spot. Yeah. So, Barcelona fans, make sure you tell me what you think. And that wasn't the only big clash yesterday. Liverpool versus Manchester City. What a game that was, especially in the second half. He picked at some point like between the 50 to 65 minute mark it was racing they were playing at 500,000 kilometers per hour it was mental <laughs> you know both teams showed heart you know i have to commend uh, i have to commend both teams you know at the end of the day, liverpool came out deserved winners but make no mistakes both teams showed heart bernardo silva is insane you know i'm a liverpool fan and uh you know i'm not i'm not a fan of his antics 
and his fouls and some of the little dirty things he plays he's not the cleanest or that's the classiest player you would find of course i'm sure all liverpool fans remember him not uh not honoring the, the liverpool guard of honor when liverpool won the premier league you know things like this not a fan of that of course but the shifts he always puts in against liverpool like i feel sometimes like we don't talk about it like bernardo in terms of consistency sometimes can be in my this is my opinion right can be called out can be called out in my opinion you know but certain games when he's on it like i don't think people actually deep how great he is not only in terms of his technical abilities technical abilities ability in small spaces ability to pick a pass his ability to spread the play but the work rate this guy is supposed to be some flare man you know he's supposed to be some you know what i'm saying some flare man number 10 and he's covering every blade of grass that is very 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 impressive you know, and Liverpool, of course, were faced with issues of their own as Trent wasn't fit enough to start and Matip and Ibu Konate were out. James Milner had to come in and right back up against Phil Foden and he held his own. I can remember the last time this happened. It was just last season, you know, uh, 2-2. It was basically a Foden versus uh, Foden and Salah show, you know, and Foden absolutely ran Milner ragged. Uh, Foden, Cancelor, all of them just camped on that side and just absolutely bullied Millie. You know, no respect at all. No respect for the elderly. But that wasn't the case uh, yesterday. You know, Milner held his own. Joe Gomez, back pairing Virgil van Dijk. Remember the havoc that centre-back partnership caused in 2019. But injuries to Joe, followed by injuries to Virgil. You know, everything is a bit shaken up now. But it was just classic Joe Gomez and Virgil van Dijk at centre-back last night. You know, it was so, so, so impressive. Andrew Robertson, of course, has been injured for the past few games. He was back. And we know what Robo brings. No, in my opinion, it's not even like he missed the best left back in the league. You know, the intensity, that ability, that defensive solidity, that intensity up and down, up and down. He is not getting caught out. The only thing about Robertson, I would say, is Klopp needs to lock him in his, in his, in his basement. Put some cones, put some balls put a keeper in the net or you use this robotic keeper shoot robo shoot shoot you know like once once any ball falls to robo outside the box or inside the box it's long i'm not even bothering i'm not even off my seat i'm not even i <laughs> it's rose straight straight to the fans the fans are the fans are actually anticipating it behind the goal waiting to catch the ball but of course jokes aside what a fantastic performance from all of the back four. Now, moving forward, in the midfield, Fabian wasn't like exactly his greatest, to be honest, you know. Uh, but he was, he was all right. As I said, without trying to overanalyze, the boys put in a shift, everyone. Thiago was really good, you know. And I still remember, I, was, I will not leave this down. People saying, oh, Thiago, this is not good. What? It's mental. He won like a three over four of his tools. Is he defensively and what he brings in terms of on the ball is crazy. You know, he was so good in his role yesterday. Another shift for him. And someone I have to make a mention, big mention to is Avi Elia because Avi is a very talented guy who I have been critical of his his playing. I'm not critical of the player, but I'm critical of him playing because I feel like he struggles with the physicality and in protecting uh protecting the right side of, of the defense which is Trent alexander arnold and stuff like that because i don't feel like like that's his position i mean in a in a in a, in a on a lower level of football maybe if you're playing in the championship or maybe another league that's not as intense as the premier league then maybe javi i felt like javi can of course get away with playing on that side the right side of midfield or something but so far you know it's really really isolated trend and that's been my criticism of him playing not the player but of course you know the player 
But the thing yesterday was Avi Elliott was absolutely all over. He covered every single bit of grass. Similarly to how I commended Bernardo Silva, uh, Avi Elliott with his little legs just tinkled about everywhere. He really covered the spaces. And not, it's not even only about effort, but also intelligently, you know. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne was... I mean, he, he, actually, he actually went into his playmaking bag a bit. You know, there were some good balls across you know those kdb balls but generally speaking you know generally speaking liverpool keeping de bruyne quiet i know because whenever de bruyne lets loose it's like you, you just cannot i feel like it's hard to win games against manchester city just because of that quality i mean we can draw we've seen like de bruyne and different players going back and forth you know you've seen maybe salah of course will always have his say against manchester city but i feel like de bruyne not having his best of games in this what i would call what they would also call manchester city players and even pep guardiola their toughest test of the season every season you know uh then uh that that, that was half the job done for liverpool because as well you know ellen Haaland, uh fantastic player fantastic goal scorer what a machine he is so good at his job that's just what i love describing Haaland. when i'm talking about ellen Haaland, i love to say he is so good at his job you know when you see a center forward who is so strong so big so fast and such a good finisher like you look at erling garland i look at darwin Nunez, who i'll get to in a bit and it's like darwin has so much qualities that it's almost scaring me in terms of how fast he is how much havoc he can cause but he's finishing so far this season and his decision making two things that are very massive into your in, uh, in terms of how productive you are you know is the mouse of erling Haaland. you know what i'm saying Erling Haaland has always been so mature in those two regards and this is something that a lot of players grow into you know the finishing ability decision making is what we grow into and Darwin for me has shown a lot of signs uh that we might have a player on our hand but I will get to Darwin Nunes in a bit now I'm talking about Erling Haaland but it was just about limiting limiting that you know he had a very good uh left footer strike that Allison had to produce a top class save for somehow like it wasn't like he didn't have enough space to like actually dig not enough room to to basically play the shot out so he basically had to dig it out from somewhere and he still found the right pace and accuracy maybe he would have loved to find the corner a bit more but it was a fantastic shot allison matched it with a top class save you know wasn't the easiest of games for either one and i have to talk about two people now shota mo salah wow oh wow Jogo Jota on that left hand side. Last season, Jota, the second half of last season, especially when he got injured, Mane came back from Afcon, went into the center forward spot. Jota came back and couldn't basically get his place back. Jota received a lot of stick, especially from Liverpool fans, which was very disappointing given that he's been a second best player uh, that season behind Mosala up to that point, you know. Uh, but Jota once again showing what a footballer he is, you know, the, the relentlessness, the control, the first touch that Jota was absolutely murdered for last season. <laughs> It sticks now. It just sticks, you know. And it was long. It was long for Manchester City players. The shift they put in on that side was absolutely terrific. And now Liverpool in their last two games, of course, they've lost Diaz, they've lost Jota. The two players who were playing on that side. So, uh, I don't know. But let's see what, what they do going on from here, you know. Uh, now, of course, to the man who grabbed the headlines, Mohamed Salah. Uh, not too long before he scored, his number went up on the board and he went to club. And it kind of looked like, it, it half looked like it was telling Klopp, no chance, no way in hell I'm coming off, man. Forget it. But Klopp said afterwards that uh, Mo was just uh, telling him, sorry, he just called Mo over to to give him some instructions, you know, about, because uh, Darwin was coming on and, and, and Cavalier was coming on as well, Hendo was coming on, so a bit of a change in personnel and shape possibly. So was talking to Mo about that. And shortly after that, Mo Salah, of course, got the winner what a goal what a goal 
I remember the theory on Rick Clip not so long ago talking about uh, just the level professional footballers are at. You know, and if you play football, like if you play football, if you're a good football player, and you play football, you play football all your life. Then I feel like that is the that's the minimum for you to recognize the skill level for the goalkeeper. You know, throw it up on the volley side, like outside of the not outside, but like I don't know how to put it. I'm, let me just forget about it. I'm, I'm gonna mess that up. But you know, the right side of your of your right foot. You know. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sliding, knives it, absolutely knives it with spin into Mosala. Who, by the way, before Ali even catches the ball, is already on his way. It's about the, it's about the intelligence, the reading of the game between two players at the highest level and sending that ball like 70 odd miles into Salah, who pins his defender. Salah is so strong. And I mean, if Cancelo had lifted Salah up and threw him to the floor, I bet he'll still not get it far because that's just the way it is in the Premier League now. Like it's been going on for the last two years. No matter what, you know, you hold him, you hug him from behind, you throw him, nothing, nothing. Talk shit, nothing, absolutely nothing. Anyway, but Salah got this turn on Cancelo. What a touch with his body. Like, so the pass from Alisson, the vision, the pass, so the vision from Alisson, the vision from Salah to make that run, to make that run, pin his defender, and the touch with his body on the turn, my goodness me. And he just ran. Of course, you're not catching more once it's gone. And the finish as well, because Edison's positioning was spot on. I tell you what, Ederson's position was like, I dare you to go around me, you know, go around me onto your right side. You know, these are the things about, as I said, I'm going to talk about what theory on you said. Like, these are the things about professional football that go, the, the level is, the level is insane. The understanding of what is going on, because Ederson's position there, I'm telling you, that finish from Mo Salah was so good, it was so good, because Ederson was basically saying, you have to dribble me. And go to your right, like go on your right foot, you know. And that would have because there were players chasing Mo Salah, and he could have messed it up. There was a possibility of that. There were players at his back, basically. You know how it is. If you stop for a second, they've cut up. You know what I'm saying? Or if you divert or something, and you don't know what was going to happen. Also, he can't really see them because they're coming from his blind side, you know. But Mo Salah was like, "Nope, I'm going to whip it around you, over your shoulder, even though you're there. But I'm going to take it around you over your shoulder." So it was just, it was just, a, it was just a sight to behold. And <laughs> after that, Darwin Nunes came on just to wrap up this game. And Darwin Nunes is such an interesting player. I mean, he's he's a player that people can say like his shit or his you know he's 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 one that would I feel like will always divide opinion. And like let's say Darwin Nunes hits 30 goals a season, I still feel like he will still divide opinion. But 
what I would say, my opinion on this player is that he's very good at certain things. His movement, his pace, his power. You know what I'm saying? These natural raw abilities of a good footballer, that talent is there. But there's a lot of refining that needs to happen. His decision making, you know what I'm saying? I just felt like the ball he didn't lay across to Mo Salah, who was in acres. Like, this is not just even like a small square play where it's like, it was in acres of space. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it just, it just uh, <laughs> said volumes about his decision making you know it felt like he wanted to, to 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 have his moment in such a big game which of course is nice but like that's not about football you don't force it if it comes to you you know what i'm saying if you're in the center of the goal and it comes to you maybe you should have passed as well but that's it you can't take it, you know if it comes to you but you don't try to force it, especially when someone is in a position where it's like 70 percent chance he's going to score it's most of that so it's bombed up to like 85 percent chance to get him on a stronger stronger level and you know and after that, shortly after that, he was in a game. And the chip over the keeper was so funny. You know, the thing about Darwin is, he is, in my opinion, a physical manifestation of never let them know your next move. Because Darwin Nunes himself doesn't know his next move. Like, he doesn't know his, he doesn't even know how he's moving. So, how do you want defenders to contain him? Like, <laughs> You know, like he doesn't know what's about to do, so how are you supposed to know what that when you know about it? You know, but yeah, it's all jokes and stuff. But I feel like he brought it caused a lot of havoc. So, generally, all like generally, 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 to summarize, it was a very well deserved uh, victory for Liverpool. They created five big chances Leeds versus Arsenal. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Arsenal's best performance, I can't lie, and that's why I have wisdom here, lifelong Arsenal fan, to take us through that. What exactly happened there with Arsenal? You know, let me not talk about it, you know. Wisdom is here to do just that for us. Firstly, Wisdom, how are you doing? And welcome. I'm good. And it's good to be here. Talking about the Arsenal game. To be fair, as an Arsenal fan, I have no clue how Arsenal came away from that game with all three points. I mean, that's, I don't know, it's quite some daylight robbery, if I'm to be honest. I mean, the first half, um, was more, I would say, balanced. Um, the game started Leeds, you know, high intensity football. They were all over us, creating chances, open chances. Um, we just had to snuff it out a bit for the first, I would say, 15 20 minutes. And then we grew into the game, controlled it a bit better. I mean, Leeds, they still had their chances. But like Martinelli and Saka are two wing backs. They were getting doubled on, you know, Aronson and Sinistera. They were tracking back really now in the first half it was Jack Harris. Tracking back really, really well. Even Macroca as well, helping Pascal strike on the left side. Because um yeah, that was like a I would I would imagine that Ateta would have told the boys to target Pascal Strack, who is not like a proper out-and-out left-back but like they doubled down so well on Martinelli and Saka we didn't really have so much joy on the wings until Rodrigo made such a blunder I don't know what he was thinking about where he switched up the play to absolutely no one and then we just punished him for that and then after that we basically didn't really have much leads kept on pressing and then the second half, my goodness, I have never seen Arsenal play like that. That was quite a dreadful watch. I think I would have, I probably have aged maybe 10 times faster than I should watching that second half. 
So basically, Leeds came out looking like the more determined team, which of course I think is expected. They were one nil behind, and um, they just kept on forcing Arsenal into like unwanted errors, silly mistakes chance upon chance upon chance i mean at the end of the game if you look at the xg i think arsenal had like zero point can't remember leeds had accumulated over two xg so they were just the chances were just coming ramsdale was making saves and then eventually they got their chance saliba handball penalty um which bamford failed to convert at that point, it started to look like, oh, this might just be one of those days, you know, where Arsenal probably gets away with this. And after that, I thought, okay, this is like the wake-up call for Arsenal Football Club to play some better football. But no, I was wrong. It didn't change. The wave kept on coming, kept on creating chances. At some point, Ateta realized and had to make defensive changes because nothing was working just to like see if he can go home with this and then at the end what a very very dramatic end to the game so gabriel got the red card and um vr looked at it overturned it it was also a penalty but it was overturned and arsenal somehow came away with the the win i mean this is this definitely cannot continue for long because it's not sustainable. I mean, Leeds should have definitely come up, come away with something. I mean, if the game had ended a draw, I think Arsenal fans would still have been pleased with that because literally we deserve to lose. But like, I would say somehow the mentality that they kept on grinding, kept on, you know, I'll say fighting to grind out the win, although they know they didn't play well, the boys. I think it's something we haven't seen in Arsenal at Arsenal like in a very long time. Games like this, previous seasons, it's a game where Arsenal loses 3-0, you know. So um I'm quite impressed. They dug in real hard. They came out with the victory. I mean to play up there in the Premier League, you have to have this kind of games where you fight and struggle and the mentality has just never been there from Arsenal Football Club. This time around, it was there for all to see. I mean, a bit of luck has to be on your side as well, I have to mention, but yeah, they fought, they dug, and at the end of the day, with luck, slight luck on their side, they came up with the three points. I mean, fair play to Leeds though, they definitely, definitely outclassed Arsenal. And if they continue like this, I think they should stay up in the league. No, no relegation battle or anything like that thanks a lot wisdom that was lovely you're welcome um thanks for having me on the show it was derby day in england in spain but also in france psg versus marseille what a game that was of course we know the le classic is not complete without a red card and that was also present but it was very 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 narrow and i have l's here to take us through that one Elves should. How was the game at the Pack de Prince? For all ears. PSG Marseille. A very, very close game. Um, as I expected. Um, Marseille started the season really well. Um, they were within touching distance of PSG. 
he had a really good game plan. Um, played a back three, a three four three variation um, to counter attack PSG to break quickly, and it was a good game plan. They were causing PSG problems. They were getting chances. Um, their goalkeeper Lopez, um, he made some crucial saves, really good saves. Uh, because <laughs> when you have the quality of Neymar, Mbappe, Messi, no matter how good you play, you're gonna have to, you're gonna, ha you're, at some point, you're gonna get some chances away. And yep, Lopez makes some really key saves, kept them level. Um, but a moment of quality, a mo again, a moment of quality from Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, which gave them the lead. Um, again, Marseille continued to cause PSG problems but just couldn't convert. Um, then they went down to 10 men for a very stupid tackle, reckless, on Neymar. But again, that still didn't upset their spirit. Marseille still pushed PSG to the end, but PSG held on to a narrow victory. 1-0 to go three points clear at the top. Thank you, Else. That was lovely. So that would be it from us today. Or from me. No, not us, yes. Because, uh, yeah, we had the wisdom and Ella calling to country book. So, yeah, us. That will be it from us today. Uh, thank you for listening. Please do not forget to like, share, and subscribe i'm watching you why do you just listen to my podcast without subscribing without rating without you know it's free you know it's free to do that just rate give me your honest ratings i want to see your honest ratings and also make sure you comment you know i want to see your comments on this episode you know i talked about a lot i asked a lot of questions as regards barcelona as regards chavis best exile as regards so many things and i want you guys to get crazy in the comments also comment about the podcast also like the podcast it is important this is how you tell the it's it's selfish of you if you just listen and you're like oh i love the tana talk soccer podcast and you don't tell other people why do you want all the good things just to yourself that is selfish that is not the way to go in life enough of the sermon do have a lovely day i hope you enjoy this until not too long you know we're very consistent here see you in a few days <laughs> bye a lot can happen in the next three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to Detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.